Rumor has it there is a secret base hidden underneath the Archelaus. So have you ever been in a spaceship? Don't try this at home. Secrets of Area 51 Reveal. I'm from Serious A, not Serious B. Who are Tia? Ha! Yeah, hey! Mama! It's time to open your eyes, open your mind, and shift your paradigm. You're tuned in to the inaugural episode of All Night with the Living Geeks, a podcast in which we investigate and discuss high strangeness and the weird world in which we live. Now, we also want to make it clear from the start that we are not and probably will never be experts in the topics we discuss. We may miss bits of research. We may misspeak at times. But we also will always encourage you to do your own research, vet your own sources, and come to your own conclusions. We want to give massive thanks to the Ghoulies for letting us use Hot Rods from Outer Space from the album Midnight in America as our intro and outro music. Please give them a follow on social media and definitely hit up theghouliesdenver.bandcamp.com to buy their music. I am your host, Taylor, and across the virtual desk from me tonight is my brother, Seb. How are you, Seb? I'm doing pretty good. How are you? Doing all right. Excited to kind of get the the train on the tracks here, so to speak. It's pretty exciting. We've been looking forward to this for quite a while. We have indeed. And joining us this time, and hopefully every time that we can possibly get him, is also my good friend and Podcastica co-host, John. John, welcome aboard. Guys, I'm rich in Dogecoin, and I'm ready to go. I'm ready to, <laughs> ready to dip into the paranormal here. All right. That is excellent. Well, welcome, everyone. Very first episode, all night with the living geeks. Man, I feel like I feel like this has been a long time coming, and it ended up being a week longer than we had originally planned. But hey, sometimes things happen. Yes, I mean, you and I have talked about doing a show like this. I think for a couple of years, and I think we both decided, you know what, we're at our bandwidth with podcasts right now. I don't know if it's it's a good idea, but here we are. Yeah, absolutely. Happening. This 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 was kind of an idea that kind of leaked into my head one day, and I went, "Man, it just be really cool to have something that's all kind of I don't know." I'm I'm always inspired by Art Bell, Seb. I know you are too. Um, and yeah, when Seb and I kind of got to the logical end of if memory serves, kind of went, "Tell you what, man, we're still in a pandemic. We still need something to keep our minds busy." let's start our paranormal podcast. For sure. I mean, I, growing up, I was just, you know, obsessed with all sorts of paranormal content I can consume, whether it be Leonard Nimoy on In Search Of or Arthur C. Clarke on Yorkshire Television doing his Mysterious World series, all sorts of that stuff. Even to this day, I just, you know, love that topic. So I'm no expert by any means in any of this. And I think in a lot of areas, I'm going to probably defer to to you and John, but I'm, I'm excited for the ride and to open my minds. And I hope hey, our are too. That's for sure. That's for sure. And, they, and, and in the immortal words of Art Bell, want to take a ride? That's what we're going to do. Right. Definitely. So this episode, our first episode, if you're just joining us, uh, we're, we're going to be monthly um, because, well, we have lives, we have jobs, <laughs> uh, other podcasts. And so this month, we're kind of just going to 
take some time to introduce ourselves to you so you understand who we are, where we're coming from. Um, and I think one of the things we should talk about first are just, you know, why we're into the weird, why we like this kind of stuff and maybe some of the experiences we've had. Um, Seb, do you want to go first? Sure. Yeah. Um, you know, I like to think in many ways, I'm, I'm very much like Fox Mulder. Um, I work for a government agency. I'm a graduate Ox- of Oxford University. I have a subscription to the adult video news. <laughs> nice. Um, no, you know, I've, I've, it's, it's interesting. My interest in these topics is inverse, inver- inversely proportional to the number of experiences I've had. Um, I've seen hundreds of hours of UFO television documentaries. I've really never seen, um, e- anything even remotely unusual in the skies. Um, uh, probably the only, the most, uh, probably the strangest experience I've ever had was maybe two or three nights before the terror attacks of September 11th, 2001. I was sleeping at my parents' house, um, our parents' house. Mm-hmm. And in the middle of the night, in the dead of sleep, I started, I had uh, an, uh, experienced um, night terror. And it wasn't so much a, a nightmare. I don't remember there being a nightmare. But in the middle of my sleep, I started screaming and screaming so loud and so violently that um, the neighbor, uh, it woke up the neighbor and she was going to call 911. And, you know, mom came rushing into my room and I woke up and I can remember screaming as I was waking up, which was really bizarre. Um, And ever since I've wondered, hey, you know, this is only like two or three days before 911. Was there some connection there? Um, That being said, it was also about two or three days before I... Uh, flew off to England to start my graduate program in England. Uh, so it might have been just the stress of that, um, basically. Um, but, I mean, why did I get into the paranormal? Why do I love this topic? Um, I, part of it is, you know, an escape from reality, something just to kind of get my mind off of things, I guess. Sure. Um, part of it is just a love of a good mystery, be it paranormal or otherwise. Um, and then it's just, uh, it's just plain fun sometimes to think about some of these things. I mean, I think as our podcast progresses, we're going to talk about all sorts of different fun topics from, um, aliens and UFOs and cryptids and ghosts and all sorts of great stuff. And, and I think the thing is I've watched so many of these documentaries and read so many of these books that there's certain patterns that I think I pick up on that maybe I don't feel are given enough due um, mm-hmm. by researchers. Um, and then there's little weird things that kind of just stick in the back of my mind that I would love to have an opportunity to explore further on this show. Um, but I mean, I think you probably have had a couple m- more paranormal experiences than I have. Um, and I'd love to hear about them. Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I, I think, that if we had started this podcast three years ago, I would have had a much different approach to everything <laughs> than I do today. Uh, and John, John chuckles because he knows what changed my life so dramatically. Um, honestly, I, th- I think three years ago, I wouldn't have had half the experiences that I have listed uh, in our show notes. Um, now, one of the things that you will probably hear us reference a lot on this show is the documentary Hellier. Um, and if you haven't seen it, um, 
come out of the cave with the goblins you've been living with and watch it because it's amazing and it's free. Yeah. Um, but that really radically shifted how I look at the paranormal. I mean, three years ago, um, you know, UFOs were only nut and bolt crafts um, and they were either interdimensional or um, coming from other planets and other galaxies, you know, um, Bigfoot was only an undiscovered primate. Um, you know, ghosts were only, um, spirits of dead people. Um, having seen that documentary and, and, and getting this idea put into my head that, that all of these things are actually kind of interconnected. And, and if the ghost people would talk to the UFO people and they would all talk to the Bigfoot people, um, and vice versa, there's a lot more overlap. There's a lot more similarities between everything. Um, and that really radically shifted <clears throat> how I look at the paranormal. Um, and I've since had some very unusual experiences. Now, synchronicities aside, because to try and come up with every single like weird uh, uh, synchronicity I've had, I, I don't know that I could possibly do it justice, but I did see a shadow person one time. I was uh, laying in bed, had just kind of woken up out of a dream. And do you guys know what the, um, like the dude in the crosswalk sign? Yeah. Right. The yellow diamond signs. It's the guy and he's just, he looks like he's walking mid stride. I literally saw that. Um basically pass from the middle of our bedroom to the wall on the left-hand side of the room and then basically just disappear. And it was dark in the room and this was darker than what was in the room. Mm. Well, it, it was strange. Now, it wasn't moving. It literally just kind of glided to the wall and out it went. Now, Taylor, for some of our listeners who maybe aren't familiar with the term shadow figure... Um, I mean, it seems self-evident what it, what it refers to, but, um, do you have a personal idea of maybe what this thing might've been? Not or? a clue. Mm, okay. Not a clue. Um, now as story goes, I've been told that, um, the lady who used to live in this house died in the house. Obviously she didn't look like the dude on the crosswalk sign. Right. Um, so I don't, I don't, I don't have anything to connect those two things. Um, I, I really, I, I literally don't know what that could have been. I've never seen anything like it before, and I've never seen anything like it since. Um, and I've never had another kind of shadow person experience. Do you think it was moving at such a pace that you would call it walking or running? Um, I, I probably would call it walking. Okay. It didn't have a lot of distance to cover by the time my eyes were open. Okay. Um, another weird thing, uh, experience I had kind of in the similar part of our house, it was bedtime for the kids. And so they had to go off and brush their teeth and everything. I'm like, you know, I'm going to run to the bathroom real quick before I, I, you know, put my kiddo to bed. And I take a little longer than I had planned. And as I'm sitting there, I hear footsteps go, do, 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 do down our hall. And I'm like, Oh, yep. I've definitely taken too long. My kid is now hiding in my bedroom, waiting to jump out. Cause he loves trying to hide and surprise me. I'm like, okay, here, let's finish up. Let's. And so I come out of the bathroom and I turn and I go into 
my bedroom and he's nowhere to be seen. Mm. And I'm like, huh, okay, maybe he was really sneaky and he's, he's hiding in the next room. So I come out in the next room and in, he's not there either. Mm-hmm. And I go all the way out to the living room and he's curled up in my wife's lap. And I'm like, did, did anybody go running back to the bedroom where I was? And everybody's like, nope, we've been out here waiting for you. I'm like, Oh, then. Mm. Okay. That, that was an unusual one. We did not have like a cat indoors at the time. There's, there's, I had no other explanation for those footsteps. I've also never experienced that mm. since. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, I think I saw a UFO once. Mm. Um, I was driving to work uh, one morning. Traffic was slow heading out of town. Um, and being in this part of the Bay Area, we have three international airports Mm -hmm. right we have san jose oakland and sfo and so we get a lot of airplane traffic Mm -hmm. not not to mention just our town here has an airport right so there's our planes in the sky all the time helicopters in the sky um i'm usually i think pretty tuned into what they look like Mm -hmm. um and i just happened to look up this was august actually it was right around the anniversary of the kelly hopkinsville uh encounter which is kind of weird but uh just to give that as a date and i just happened to look up and going from it was roughly north to south so it's going from my right to my left i was facing roughly west um there was and i hate to use the term because i feel like it's already overused basically like a tic-tac Mm. Um, very steady, straight path. It wasn't doing anything unusual. It wasn't bouncing all over the sky. It wasn't, you know, doing 28,000 miles an hour. Um, but it also didn't look like a jet. It didn't look like a 737, right? I couldn't discern a tail. I couldn't discern wings. Now, it's very possible, I will be the first to admit it, that I just happened to be seeing a plane for the first time at such an angle that those details were hidden from view. Yeah, I mean, maybe. <laughs> it's possible. But at the same time, it, I, I still, like if I go out for a walk and I see aircraft in the sky, like even if they are way up there, if they're just, you know, an intercontinental flight doing 36,000 feet, I can make out wings. Mm. I could not make out wings and it was not that high. Um, So I don't know. Uh, You know, I've I've had a handful of UFO dreams. Mm. Um, I had a, uh, a friend send me an allegedly haunted brick and haunted uh, railroad spike. You have a haunted brick. I have a haunted brick. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. Yes. Uh, uh, just a quick shout out to the two witches podcast. Um, so when this package arrived, the railroad spike in particular was wrapped up all in tissue was in a metal tin and that metal tin, when it was sent was in a Ziploc bag. Okay. Right. So it was all sealed up. Okay. When I opened the box, right. Standard UPS, medium sized flat rate, open the box, pull the stuff out. I pull out the tin and under it, like still wedged in with the packaging is a Ziploc bag. And I'm like, why did they just shove a Ziploc bag in here? Mm. So, and I literally 
you know, went back and forth. It was like, oh yeah, everything arrived and here's this and here's, here's this. And I'm like, by the way, did you put this in the Ziploc bag originally? Yeah. Well, it wasn't in the Ziploc bag when it got to me. Hmm. And they were like, what? Whoa. I'm like, yeah, it wasn't in the Ziploc weird. bag. That was very weird. Very weird. Oh. Um, I, I, I also believe I've experienced something called retrocausality. What? What does that mean? <laughs> retrocausality is when the future influences the past. Holy cats. Yeah. So, and I'm going to try to tell the story real quick because it can get a little convoluted. But oh, man. when, round about the time of my birthday last year, Okay. Um, so, and I've got exact dates for this. So on the 12th of September, hmm. the Gallifrey One Doctor Who convention that John and I both love going to announced that they were going to be canceled, not canceling, but basically postponing their 2021 uh, convention until 2022 mm-hmm. because of the pandemic. And we were all kind of expecting it, but we were still bummed. Um, and it just so happened that at that time, like I was supposed to pick the next episode of Doctor Who that we reviewed on the show. <clears throat> so as I'm thinking about this, I was like, oh man, I'm not going to get all see all these great cosplayers. I'm not going to get to see my friends. I have this picture pop into my head of this excellent cosplay that someone does there of, of uh, a character from an episode called The Mask of Mandragora. Right. And it's this very kind of purple robe, gold mask kind of thing. And I went, we haven't, we haven't done that episode yet. And so literally all I do at that point is I go to the end of our show notes and I say, okay, next episode, we're doing the mask of Mandragora. Hmm. Right. And I don't, I don't think any more about it until after we've recorded on the 14th of September, on the 15th of September, now that the episode is posted, I'm going through and editing the, the, the show notes to bring in all the information for the next story that we're going to do. So unbeknownst to me, the mask of Mandragora is the episode of Dr. Who that was airing at the time in England that I was born. Okay. <laughs> so, so right around my birthday, literally the day before my birthday, hmm. I'm sitting there inputting show notes of an episode that aired on my actual birthday in 1976. Like this is the story. And I'm like, okay, that's weird. Mm. So I then grab, um, just, I I take like mask of Mandragora or just Mandragora. I I start putting just different words associated with this Dr. Who episode into something called the secret cipher of the euphonauts. Okay. And if you're at all familiar with Hellyer, you've heard of that book. Well, there is a website. There's even now an Android app uh, where you can enter in terms, figure out their cipher values, figure out, you know, terms that relate to them and everything. It's, it's worth checking out. Um, I will put links to that kind of stuff in the show notes if you're new to it. So I get some interesting cipher results um, for Mask of Mandragora, just the word Mandragora. Um, I don't really get as many results, but it has a cipher value of 86. I'm like, huh, okay, you know, I'm sitting there just taking notes on a piece of scratch paper. And after a while I go, eh, okay, I should probably get back to doing these show notes. So 
I go to my resource that I, I pull a lot of information from, and I notice that Mask of Mandragora is the 86th Doctor Who story ever produced. Oh. And I go, what? There you go. Flip. Like, I am, I am literally losing my mind at this point. Um, and what I, what I, I, one, heavy synchronicities. But part of what I believe that is, is I think the, the impact of having that realization that Mask of Mandragora is my, like, like literally my birthday story was such a big feeling for me that quantumly I sent that image of the cosplayer back to myself Whoa. on the 12th of September. Yes. Oh man, my, my brain hurts. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and there, there is an excellent book about retro causality. If you want to learn more about it called time loops by Dr. Eric Wargo. Um, I've, I've, I've <laughs> That's got a it. great name. He, it is a great name. He's a totally nice guy. I literally was, um, um, tweeting with him about this experience. And he's like, yeah, that is a classic case of retro causality. Love it. Holy cat. Love it. Yep. So yeah, I, I guess I've had more experiences than I really realize. I have not had a, you know, I have this giant, you know, triangle craft over my head mm-hmm. kind of experience. I've not seen an apparition. Um, I've, I've not, you know, smelled Bigfoot you know, funk out in the, in the woods, but I, I have had enough experiences to make me go, okay, there's, there is something more to this universe than just the humdrum mm. that we do every single day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But yeah, and I'm hoping to have more gosh, darn it. <laughs> well, when we're um, allowed outside, maybe. Yeah, when we're allowed out more, trust me, I, I, we, we all have a mutual friend called Olav. He is the uh, owner and publisher of uh, Paranoia Magazine. Um, he is also Alan Greenfield's publisher, and he has many times been like, "Dude, I got a spot where we can go watch UFOs. Come on, let, let's go." You know, um, and so it, hopefully we will get him on the show uh, at some point because oh, uh, he That'd has be amazing. Stories galore. Oh my god! Oh yeah. Stories galore, um, and experiences galore too. So um, yeah, we will we'll work on that. John, what kind of experiences have you yeah. had? Oh my goodness! So I've really um, you know post Hellier a lot of synchronicities. Um, yeah, a lot with Podcastica too. I feel mm-hmm. uh, our other podcast. I feel like we've either picked an episode and like two days later it's one of the guest stars birthdays or um man there's some other some other stuff around that podcast that has been just like really weird uh really weird synchronicities happening around there and synchronicity i don't have any off the top of my head right now but in my daily life i've had some as well um, the only like weird experience I've ever had that I can remember was I did have sleep paralysis at my parents' house one night, and I swear mm-hmm. to you, besides it being absolutely terrifying in general, uh-huh. I there were there was there were some red eyes in the corner of my room. I can oh. can pretty much 
guarantee that is what I saw um, and couldn't move. So I just went, well, I'm going to try and <laughs> go back to sleep, I guess. I'm just going to close my eyes because I cannot move. Uh, and luckily, you know, uh, still here. Uh, that's, that's good. Um, I think also maybe one time I have seen a UFO around in Campbell. Mm. I think, Taylor, you and I spoke about that. I mean, we it, was years. One point. it was years ago. I think I'm. you might have been still in the area, and I might have been like, can you go outside and look west? <laughs> oh, what did it look like? It, it could, it, you know, it kind of looked like a, a weather balloon, but it that was, it was not moving. It was just kind of yeah. hanging there and it was really high up. Um, and I think I was like, you know, I can't stare at this thing all day. I got to go do stuff. So I'm not really <laughs> sure what happened with it. Um, I don't know if that, that says anything about me, but, um, well, no, it's, 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 it's just the aliens, the ultra terrestrials telling you, don't worry about what we're doing. Go about your day. That's probably um, true. <laughs> maybe, the, maybe the aliens are studying our weather with balloons. They could be. God, they, yeah, I, could that be. would just be our luck, right? Yeah. Can I just say, I love listening to these kinds of stories. When I, um, whenever it's Halloween and they throw a Halloween party at my work, inevitably I go to everybody in the break room and I sit down next to them and I say, have you ever had any sort of paranormal experience? Have any of your friends or relatives have any paranormal experiences? Just because I love hearing those kinds of stories. And it's the only time of the year where I think it's socially acceptable just to go up to people that I sort of know and ask that. But this is awesome. <laughs> I think um, – go ahead. Sorry. No, no. I, I was just going to say, uh, uh, Seb, I know not this most recent Christmas, but the Christmas before you actually got me an SB7 spirit box. That's right. Oh, my uh, God. Yes. No, no and- what what is the spirit box for those of our listeners who maybe aren't familiar with the, the okay, the okay. So so basically, in in simplest terms, it is an AM/FM radio that has had the uh, seek function broken. Okay, where you would hit seek and it'd be like, oh, let's see, where's a radio station with X amount of signal? Oh, here's one. Now I stop. Mm. With that function broken, it's just going to keep cycling nonstop. Mm. Um, and it is used in paranormal investigations as a means to create white noise uh, in which entities can speak through. Okay. Um, so you'll see it on most ghost hunting shows. Um, you'll, you'll see it in Hellier paired with a blindfold and a set of like drummer's headphones in order to create what is called the Estes method, Mm. um, which um, I I think is a much more reliable um, and, and uh, trustworthy uh, way to communicate that way. The, um, the person listening to the audio feed, listening to the um, doesn't know what's being asked. Mm. They're only speaking what they're hearing. Um, and I've never been in an Estes method session myself, but having watched multiple, um, both in stuff like Hellier, uh, stuff like kindred spirits, um, and in, um, live streams from the traveling museum of the paranormal and occult. I'm like, I'm a believer. Like I, I have seen meaningful conversations happen and, I don't have a different way to account for it than that's what's happening. 
But as far as I know, you still haven't busted out your ghost talking device. Um, not on any sort of investigation. I okay. try not to investigate my own home. Right. Um, just yeah. for safety's sake, I, right. I kind of just make that a rule, and I haven't been able to go anywhere uh, and use it. I did take it actually to Gallifrey one last yeah. year, but we never ended up using no, it. No, we didn't. Because hotels are thoroughly liminal spaces uh, with people coming and going all the time, and God only knows what else happens in those places. But we never did bust it out. I kind of wish we had, but that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Next year. Next year. Uh, so, so yeah, but it, John, let me ask you. Um, oh, no, wait, sorry. I was going to say to Seb, mm. you had said there were some artifacts at your government job that you're like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to test out the SB seven on this. And oh, you never did. Oh, no, I, 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 I wish I, you had, you know, I don't want to get fired though. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's fair. Just don't do it for your boss. Right? I, I, I work, I work for a government agency, which, you know, shall remain nameless. And, you know, I kind of want to keep, you know, the professional and the personal separate, but I would be happy to share some stuff with you off air for sure. Fair. Um, I wish I could say more at this time. Um, but um, yeah, you know, I mean, geez, so much to say. I mean, I'm sure we'll do eventually a hell year episode or maybe more than one. Um, Probably. And I, I have a lot to say about the S's method, but I'm going to hold off until, until then. But um, all right. Fair enough. I, well, I, I will tell you this right now. Um, I, I have, I have an open offer from uh, Connor Randall, who helped develop the Estes Method, um, who is the drummer for the Ghoulies, mm. uh, and who is part of Hellier uh, to be uh, a guest on the show. So that that is a that's a standing offer from him. Love uh, it uh, to come on and talk with us, and I, I I would love to have him on. He's an absolutely great guy. Um, you know, again, so incredibly thankful. Uh, that I could just like message him on, on Twitter and be like, Hey, um, we're doing a paranormal podcast. Could we possibly use this song as our intro and outro music? And we actually got it. Uh, I am still insanely thankful for that. Yeah. Hell your community. Great community. Yeah. Fantastic bunch of people. Absolutely. Hands down. So if you are, if you are on the tweets, uh, definitely go find them all and follow them. They're super stand-up people. Absolutely. Um, I do have one more thing before we move on. Yeah, yeah. I think one one thing that is just, I don't want to say it's in my wheelhouse, but I'm super interested in it. I know Taylor and I have um, probably wasted many hours sending videos back and forth. I know whenever Taylor sends me a video on YouTube, I usually fall down the rabbit the rabbit hole that way and i'm always watching different <laughs> videos i've been watching um there is a european um based youtube channel where they go to like um abandoned bases or they try mm-hmm. to find like they try to find like the area 51 of the uk um there's a lot of cool interesting stuff with that so that's really intriguing to me obviously hellier is too but for me i remember being super into cryptozoology Mm, uh like many hours uh when i'm like oh i have work in the morning and it's 4 a.m and i've just been reading about cryptozoology uh i was really obsessed with the show monster quest oh sure yeah um absolutely loved that show i believe it was on it was 
A and E or history. It was on the History Channel. Um, mm-hmm. Really great show. So I mean, yeah, I super obsessed with cryptozoology. That's like one thing that really, really just um, mm-hmm. I don't know gets me going. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Now, uh, John, remind me your your fiance is from New Hampshire, correct? Yes. Um, that's Betty and Barney Hill country. Yeah. yeah. Um, has she ever had any sort of weird experiences? You know, that you know of? haven't asked. Really? I'm go- I, I don't know why. <laughs> it's just never come up, um, huh. which is weird because she watched Hellier. Yeah. And, uh, nothing was like, you know, uh, nothing was, was said of that. But <laughs> I will I will ask. I'll be curious to find out. Did you say Betty and Barney Rubble? No, no, Betty and Barney Hill. Oh, those, those, that Betty and Barney. I'm sorry. <laughs> yes, I know. I, I don't. Corrected. I still would like to figure out if Betty and Barney Rubble were named after Betty and Barney Hill, but I'm not sure. <laughs> that would be. Then you get. That would be. Something. That's what the Great Gazoo would kind of show up, right? Okay. <laughs> Precisely. Yes. Yes. Exactly. All right. Well. Now we're going to play a quick game that I have decided to call Dig It or Bury It, in which we're going to rapid fire ask each other if we believe or disbelieve in a topic. Yes, I'm basically stealing this idea from Bigfoot Collectors Club's uh, uh, game of a similar name called BS or Believe It. Um, It's a great podcast. Uh, Please check out Bigfoot Collectors Club. They're great guys. Go listen to it after you listen to us. Um, now, we're just going to do it here amongst the three of us. This is not going to be a, a regular thing. Uh, we're not going to steal it from them permanently. But figure this gives you, the audience, an idea of where we stand right now on certain topics. So, um, gentlemen, no straddling the fence. Um, I suppose you can put asterisks on things and we'll come back and discuss it. Um, but you got to say that you either dig the topic or you want to bury it. Um, I'm thinking, uh, Seb, why don't I read the list to you and you okay. can give me your responses. Um, and then after that, you can read the list to John. John can give his responses and then John will read the list and I'll give my responses. How's that sound? Sounds good. All right. All right. So, Seb, are you ready to dig it or bury it? Oh, yeah. All right. Ghosts. Yes, I believe. All right. UFOs. Yes. Bigfoot. Yes. Mothman. No. Okay. Skunk ape. No. Synchronicities. Yes. Fairies. Yes. Okay. The men in. Oh, no, no, no. I'm sorry. That was a no. That was no. No fairies. Fairies? No fairies? Okay. No fairies. You heard heard that, fairies. Um, The men in black. Yes. Okay. An alien craft crashed at Roswell. No, I believe it was a time machine from the future. (laughs) Woo! Hundred percent. Okay. Okay. They are homo sa- piloted by Homo sapiens. Future evolved on Earth. Wow. Wow. Oh. Okay. Right, okay. Okay. This is this is going to make our Roswell episode very interesting. All right. All right. Let's keep going with the list. We'll come back around to this. Aliens right. leave implants in abduction experiences. No. Okay. Demons. Yes, I'm a Catholic, but I'm probably the worst Catholic I know. I'm not very upset. Oh, but I, uh, okay. we haven't talked a lot then. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Let's get through the list here. Haunted dolls or haunted toys in general? No, but I do believe objects can be haunted for sure. Okay, okay. Uh, uh, what about tulpas or thought forms? 
No, but I'll confess I don't entirely am sure if I completely understand what those are. Okay, fair. I'll say that. Fair. Mermaids. I'm sorry to say no. Ah, I know, right? The actual biblical devil. Yes. Hmm, heaven. Yes. Hell. Yes. Not just the town of Michigan. (laughs) (laughs) People can communicate with spirits. Yes. Ultra-terrestrials. That would be in... Entities from other dimensions, right? Yes. Yes, I do believe in them. Okay. Bob Lazar's story. Yes, with an asterisk, but yes. Okay, there's the asterisk. Okay, all right. The Loch Ness Monster. As much as it breaks my heart, no. (laughs) Divination. Yes. Okay. Channeling. Yes. Okay. Precognition. Yes. Interesting. All right. So I believe now I'm going to be asking John these questions. Um, yes. Do okay. you want Do you want to circle back to any oh. of your things? Um, um, like, what did you put the What did you put the asterisk on? Uh, Bob Lazar, but also Tulpas. Yes. I'm not sure if I know what a Tulpas is. I'm sure we'll have. Uh, we can get. Into, I'm sure we'll have a whole Area 51 episode where maybe. Oh, we don't have most to definitely. Get that deep into. It. But at first, I thought it was tilapia. Which is like a fish. Yes, that is different. Okay, All that right. is different. Yeah, uh, let's let's say um, a, a, a thought form or a tulpa is a, a slender man, right? It's something that is fictional, but so many people are thinking about it, claim they believe in it, that people start to see this fictional creature, and it, it and it be, actually becomes real in our view. right. Yeah. I gotcha. Okay. So something that is created only because we imagine that it's created. Yeah. Ooh. I Mm. suppose, I suppose I should have said at the beginning, if any of these terms doesn't make sense, be like, Hey, what is that? Right. Right. And then we could explain it. So my fault on that. Um, geez, I'm going to keep, I'm going to stay no for now, but, um, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, here's what I want to say. I really like the idea of me saying I do or do not believe in something. And I think it's really important. Because I definitely don't feel comfortable saying something does or does not exist. Because I think that impinges on somebody else's belief system. And that's fine. And that's fine. I, You're talking about you. Exactly. <laughs> and I don't understand how a person can prove something doesn't exist. I mean, if I want to prove a kangaroo exists, I could just go get a kangaroo. If I want to prove that something doesn't exist, how do you do that? It just doesn't make sense to me. Anyway, I digress. No, nope, um, yeah, that, is, that, is, that is fair. That is absolutely yes. fair for you to say. But again, remember, we're, we are just talking about your personal beliefs at this point in time, understanding that they could totally change even by next month's episode. One last comment. After we've done this round robin thing, um, if it's all right with you guys, I was wondering, and we can hold off for another episode if you prefer. I'd really like to know of all the different paranormal topics and stuff, is there one, or cryptids or whatever, is there one of all that menagerie of things that's so near and dear to your heart that it would make the most emotional impact for you if it turned out to be true. Um, Ooh. But Ooh, like that, that might be something that we'd have to think about. So if you want to shelve that for a late table, that for a later discussion, let's, let's, let's see where we're at after this round Robin. Okay. All right. So John, I'm going to now yes. uh, present you with the list. Um, do you, or do you not believe in ghosts? Yes. Okay. UFOs. Absolutely. Bigfoot. Yes. Mothman. I'm going to say yes. Okay. Skunk ape. Uh, I think by elimination, if I believe in Bigfoot, I kind of have to sort of believe about skunk Uh, ape. So I will say yes. Okay. 
Synchronicities. 100%. Fairies. <sighs> no. Okay. I guess there goes our fairy episode. Uh, <laughs> the men in black. Yes. An alien craft crashed at Roswell. I mean, after hearing your theory, I might say no, because that was, I've never heard that theory before. You're kidding I, me. No, I have not. I think okay. I've just been like aliens. Yep. That's it. I'm going to say yes. Okay. Aliens leave implants in abduction experiences. No. Demons. No. Haunted dolls or toys? Haunt, yes. Haunted dolls, yes. Haunted toys, no. Haunted okay. dolls, yes. Okay. <laughs> Tulpas slash thought forms. Yes. Okay. Mermaids. No. Okay. The actual biblical devil. No. Heaven. Nope. Hell. Sorry, no. <laughs> People can communicate with spirits. Now, see, the, it, by elimination, oh, it depends on what a spirit is. Are we talking like spiritual as in a ghost or spiritual as in um, the the Christianity Catholic spirit? Well, I guess just a non-material intelligence. I mean, I, I'm not sure. Taylor, yeah. what do you think? <laughs> I, I, I think to be as, as uh, all-inclusive, a, I think a non-material uh, presence or a non-material entity is is about as uh, broad as we can make that. Yeah, I think I'm, for some reason, when I think spirit, I think angel sometimes. Okay. I don't oh, know why. I thought to put angels on the list. That would have been a good one. Um, I will I will say yes. Okay. Ultra-terrestrials. Absolutely. Bob Lazar's story. Uh, now, Bob Lazar, I actually, for some reason, completely blanked on, and I had to look this up. Oh, okay. Um. This is this is questionable for me because I feel like Bob Lazar talking as much as he does uh, doesn't have a death date on his Wikipedia, so um, I'm not really <laughs> he's, sure. He's, he's not dead. Yeah, uh, I, I mean, if he was, um, you know, talking this much about that, I feel like an untimely demise would have happened by now. I uh, I see what you're saying. I'm a, I'm on the fence about this. Um, okay. But I will say yes. It sounds like we both share an asterisk with the Bob Lazar entry. Yeah, I mean, I think they might be for different reasons. Um, okay. But, okay. yeah. Uh, Loch Ness Monster. Uh, 100% yes. Oh, cool. Okay. Uh, divination. Um, oh, boy, define that for me, please. Uh, divination is a method, say like um, like tarot cards. It's like I think the the way I understand it, divination is trying to intentionally tell the future. Where precognition is like you just have a dream that tells you what the future is, but you weren't trying to get it. Oh, like soothsaying kind of stuff. Yeah, okay, okay. That's, a, that's a good way of doing it. Um, so this is like Nostradamus kind of stuff, right? Or is that precog? Or like. I think like palm reading maybe or yeah, I think Nostradamus was a little bit more precog so, and maybe almost a hint of channeling as much uh, as, sorry, as much as crystal I, yeah. As, oh, and I can see they have a tarot card under magic and necromancy here. Um, oh, does it include magic? No, I, there's a lot magic, going on. <laughs> yeah. There's man's magic can be such a broad, thing um I, I i suppose divination can be an aspect of magic because I, I wouldn't I wouldn't make them synonymous um 
situation, occult standardized process or ritual. Ooh, man. Um, I'm going to say no, but I really like the idea. Okay, fair. fair. Um, and I think the next one was channeling. Oh, boy, channeling. Um, <laughs> um, then you know what channeling is, right? I feel like I do, you but... You get the I, remote control and you hit the yeah, button. No. Yeah, no. That's right. That's um, right. No, like, like, let's say that I'm, I'm a psychic and I'm here and I am, I am, I'm going to channel the spirit of Michael ah. Jackson. You're going to talk to Michael Jackson and right. probably not actually talk to Michael Jackson. I, so I guess by my previous, uh, communicating with spirits, I would have to say yes, but I think that's different. So I'm going to say channeling. No. Okay. And then precognition. Yes, absolutely. And I will say, Seb, I feel like what you had was a precog event for sure. What what event? Your oh, t- the 9-11? Yes. Yeah, I mean, it might have been. I mean, it's not like I dreamt of like an explosion and right. a building falling or whatever, but it was it was eerie. It I was could definitely eerie. For sure see that being a precog. Ugh, yeah. Yikes. Sorry, right. you can tell the future. No. <laughs> yeah, apparently. Well, Seb, there was that one time where you emailed me. It's like, dude, I totally had this dream oh, about yeah. a plane crash in That's Wales right. on like Valentine's Day. Yeah, and I emailed you, and I was like, bank this email. Let's see if anything yeah. happens. Yeah. yeah. Thankfully, nothing happened. No, this is true. This, although Not Valentine's Day is a couple, it's like oh, a week boy. away. Though, you know? Yeah, it is. Oh, dude, yeah. If it, man, if we come to next episode and you just happen to, not just dream just, about the Valentine's Day of that particular year. Make sure to release this episode before Valentine's Day so we have a timestamp. Oh, on all I this stuff. plan to release it tomorrow. <laughs> oh, okay, all right, good. We're good. We're secure. <laughs> Goodness. Right. Okay. I mean, uh, I don't think I have to. I feel like I don't have to clarify anything. I feel like I no, probably it. not. All right, because I, I came up with a list. All right, Taylor. Here we go. Here's the list. Yeah. Ghosts. Dig it. UFOs. Totally dig it. Bigfoot. I wish Bigfoot were my dad. I totally dig it. <laughs> uh, Mothman. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Uh, skunk Ape. Honestly, uh, I'm going to say no. Wow, okay. Yeah. Synchronicities. Know it, live it, love it, absolutely. Fairies. Yes. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, that There's could be another. Fairies episode someday. That could be another on the fence one for me, honestly. Okay. Um, the Men in Black. Absolutely. Uh, an alien craft crashed at Roswell. I, I will be honest. I love Seb's idea. And that really kind of like threw me. I was like, whoa, okay. This is this is interesting. But, <coughs> excuse me, based on what I've read and studied, I would say yes. All right. Aliens leave implants in abduction experiences. Yes. And that is an absolutely terrifying thought to me. <laughs> Uh, demons. Um, honestly, I'm going to say no. Oh wow, Pan's not a demon, right? No, no. I, I mean, the TLDR. I think most quote unquote demons are like in our own heads. I don't think it literally is an external evil yeah. force. But like, if you believe in tulpas, then you, your demon would become true. Oh, that's an interesting point. I like that. That is true yeah. because enough like people that. believe in actual demons that they could. All right. Yeah. yeah that's interesting. That was, hmm, hmm. That, that might be an interesting uh, uh, future topic. It would be like funny that. if you didn't believe any of these, but you really believed in tulpas. 
<laughs> I was just hoping Taylor would say he didn't believe in any of them except mermaids. Yes. yes. <laughs> All right. Uh, haunted dolls or toys. Yes. Uh, Tulpas or thought forms. Totally. Mermaids. Well, I hate to tell you guys this, but I guess we're not doing a mermaid. Episode. <laughs> I changed my answer. Sorry, mermaids. Sorry, mermaids. The Fiji mermaid. I mean, that's you know. yeah, that is interesting. Uh, the actual biblical devil. Honestly, no. Right. I love his marketing, but no, I don't believe him. <laughs> He's got some good stuff. He's got some good stuff. The pamphlets and stuff. Anyways, uh, heaven. Uh, by strict Christian definition, no. Gotcha. There's my asterisk. Yes. I mean, it's, it's yeah. Uh, hell. Uh, outside of the town in Michigan, no. Uh, people can communicate with spirits. Yes. Ultra terrestrials. Who boy. Yes. <laughs> uh, Bob Lazar's story. Uh, it's funny because I think we're all sticking an asterisk on this. Um, but I'm saying yes, asterisk. I mean that that should be a fun episode for sure. Yeah, oh yeah, definitely. I I think definitely I have so much to say. Our, <laughs> our first, I think within our first six months, we should probably tackle that. Yeah, man. Uh, the That'd Loch Ness, the Loch Ness monster. Uh, such a cool idea. I want to believe, but I don't think it's real. Yeah, they would have drained that lake by now. I feel. <laughs> well, it feeds into a river that goes out to the ocean, so it's going to be kind of tough. So you're saying there's a chance. Um, <laughs> sure. Uh, divination? Divination. Divination. Um, yes. All right. Channeling. Uh, honestly, honestly, I'm going to say no. Really? Wow. Yeah. I mean, okay. maybe I'll put a bit of an asterisk on that only All because right. it seems like an easy, it seems like an easy avenue to dupe people so i think a lot of what you may see out there yeah is false mm-hmm. i i guess i can't say that all of it is mm-hmm. but but on the whole i don't totally buy into it and i'm i'm happy to have my mind changed mm-hmm. like uh, with anything i say no to i'm happy to have my mind changed oh yeah mermaids come on bring it mm-hmm. yeah show me a mermaid let's go <laughs> show me a mermaid uh precognition absolutely all right very interesting. Yeah. Now, gentlemen, is there a? I'll, maybe I'll go first. Um, of all the bizarre topics, cryptids, aliens, ghosts, is there anyone that's nearest and dearest to your heart that you would love for there to be a headline saying it was for real? And I'll, I'll give you my example. The very first, and it's, I don't even know if it could count as paranormal, more like just legend. Um, the the Oak, the Oak Island of mystery. Oh yes, of yeah. course. Oak Island. The small I, I am a slut for Oak Island. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's a small Canadian island uh, on the Atlantic shore. Supposedly, there's some sort of mysterious tre- treasure buried there. You know, um, you know, if it turns out that there is, they do find something. It's not going to change my life in the way that maybe knowing for sure that my consciousness survives my physical death would change my life. But it it was it was the very first quote unquote mystery that I ever consumed on television as a child it, it, it's 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 it was like my first love and it's like it's so near and dear to my heart that if you know if, if i could choose between the Loch Ness monster being discovered or them finding out what the oak island mystery was i would choose oak island in a heartbeat i would just yeah. love to know what's going on um 
But do, you, I, do either of you have any anything like that, basically, or Taylor? I, I well, I, I was just going to say I'd love to just like see a cross section of that island <laughs> because it's it's a mystery I'm in love with too, and, and and quite honestly, I mean, every single Tuesday night that it's on, I can't I'm, even I'm watching. I'm sure the show's great. But I can't even watch it because it's so it's such a sensitive it's like that's my baby. You know what I mean? It's like <laughs> you know, if they if they I'm sure they do a great show, but if it wasn't a great show, I would just it would break my heart, you know. I, I, I will be entirely honest, and this is this is again, this is just my perspective on it. Everybody's got their own opinions. Um if if someday you ever choose to watch it, I would say just jump to like season six. Oh really? Um there there was a chunk where like they just they weren't finding stuff they were people coming in with they had people coming in with just like completely cockamamie ideas Mm. and stuff and it kind of really wasn't until the end of season five beginning of season six where like they literally start uncovering like history Mm. like stuff that is literally not necessarily treasure and gold but you know, they start making connections. They start getting permits to um, dig in places. And they're, they're like, oh, there's a wharf here. Mm-hmm. You know, there are structures here. Let's take a chunk of this wood. Let's get it dated. Oh, this dates to like these 1600s. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and from that point to now, and they're in season eight right now, it's, I mean, every single week, it's just been. That's the good stuff. It, it really has been in, in the good stuff, in my opinion. Mm, okay. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so in terms of your question, I think, man, see, my kind of concept of things is is that, like, it, it's, it's a lot of that kind of, like, John Keel, ultra-terrestrial, um, you know, that a lot of what we're seeing may be stuff popping in and out from other dimensions. Um, like we haven't even mentioned Skinwalker ranch <laughs> in this nope. episode yet. Um, but, but who boy, is that going to be quite an episode um, when we get around to it? Um, there's, I don't know. I'm trying, I'm trying to think of like what one thing out of all of that. Well, it's okay if you don't have just one or, or if you want to cut, we could circle back to it in a future episode. It, it yeah i don't know i i would like what would hit me the most i mean if if there was just some sort of just incontrovertible like mass witnessed you know sh- give, give me a city sized ship mm. you know <laughs> pops in i know right we all kind of think like independence day first thing yeah you know but but just something massive that there's just there's just no way no way um, that it could be anything other than something either from space, from another dimension, something like that. Do okay. I think that's going to happen? You know, do I think, oh, everybody is like, oh, it's the year of disclosure? No, it's mm. not. Mm. It's not. I mean, I hate to be a pessimist like that. Mm. I don't think we will ever get, you know, the president on TV being like, my fellow Americans, we are not alone. I don't think mm-hmm. we're ever going to get something like that. I mean, I think, I think as it is, the simple fact that we have the government as it is saying, okay, yeah, here are these three videos. Mm-hmm. They are official videos. You know, our members of our forces recorded these videos, and we don't know what they are. 
Uh, that's that's I think that I think right now that is literally as close as we're gonna get. Mm. Okay, fair enough. Uh, so yeah, that's a kind of a non-answer. I'm sorry about no, that. No, 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 no. Your your answer is an undeniable mass witness sighting of a you know unidentified craft of obvious not 21st century human Earth origin. Yeah, no, that's fine. Okay, um, John, do you have? An answer to my question or I do, but also in the midst of that, I remembered something that uh my ex girlfriend's mom experienced that oh. I'd like to share. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I might have told Taylor about this before, but yeah. every time it randomly pops into my head, I'm like, Man, I wish that was true. I don't think that's the thing I if it happened, I'd be like, That was amazing. Mm. But she claims when she was in Hawaii uh, years ago, this was, I mean, I, uh, I dated her until 2004, so it was a very long time ago. She claims when she was in Hawaii, she saw a, a um, pterodactyl come out of Ooh. a volcano. Oh, what? And yes. go back, like, fly around for yeah. a little bit, then go back into the volcano. Yeah. And that was it. I can't remember if it was an active volcano, which would be even oh, more interesting. Oh my gosh! Oh, well, um, it's Hawaii, aren't they all? Uh, oh, that's right, they are all active. Yes. Aren't they, aren't they oh, all active? That's, that's oh, that's, so that's so precious. That story has stuck with me forever, and every once in yes. a while, and probably tonight, I'm going to look up pterodactyl Hawaii volcano and see if I can find anything else about it. Um, that's so good. But I that's that is cool. like wild to me wow but the thing i think if if it was to be true and i'd be like yeah this is great is i think the there was a time a a little while ago where some dude was like i've got bigfoot oh yes and it was like on kgo okay what do you mean (laughs) i've got bigfoot like he captured one he captured a either at a corpse or i can't remember what it was but like news outlets, local like KGO to me, like and yeah. you guys, that's like big time. Yeah, I'm yeah. like holy moly, that's crazy. Yeah, like, I know the story was, you're talking about. I think we were both working at Barnes and Noble at the same time at that point, and we I, might have been. and I was hyped. I was like, this is it. It's okay. gonna happen. Yeah. So I think for me, that's the only time that I've been like, this is. This is it. This is the the paranormal community's victory. It's going to happen. So I think I would have to say Bigfoot for sure. As much as I would love Nessie to be a real thing, because I think that that is absolutely fascinating. I think, uh, yeah, either a live or uh, not live Bigfoot confirmation would be awesome. And here I thought you were going to say Mermaids. Mermaid, you know what? I mean, that would, I mean, I don't even know, like, would they be able to talk? Are they, like, the scary mermaids? Like, would we be like, hey, man, how are you a mermaid? Like, (laughs) this is great. I I honestly, I remember, I remember that Bigfoot story. Um, That was, man, I can't remember the name of the dude, but he's, he's almost a notorious hoaxer. Yes. And he's like, yep, I've got this Bigfoot corpse. It's, you know, it's literally in In a freezer, in a freezer, (laughs) in one of those like, no, 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 not, not, but not a stand up freezer, but one of like those, you know, one of those deep freezers in a garage that's, you know, uh, waist height. Mm -hmm. 
Mm -hmm. Um, and it, it literally just turned out to be like, I mean, it was like a gorilla suit on ice or something. It was, it was an absolute just start to finish hoax. Yeah. Okay. Well, but yeah, I remember that. Well, I don't know why I can't remember the dude's name. Mm -hmm. Speaking of which Seb, I'm sitting here and I am looking at the poster that you nabbed for me. Oh yes, yes. From yes. your place of work. Yeah. Uh, it's got the Bigfoot, what is it, scenic byway. Yeah. That's on it. I need to get a proper <laughs> frame for that and hang it up. Oh yeah. That's a good one. Love that. Love that so much. Uh, well that was interesting. I, I think that's given us a lot of great stuff to talk about. Mm-hmm. I think that's given us some show ideas, quite honestly. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, I'm yeah. very excited for that. There's, I, I will say, the 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 whole uh, reason I put the implants one on there is is there is a um, there's an abduction account um, that I would love to talk about because it is probably the most terrifying um, interview I have ever heard Ooh. about this. Um, it, it literally was one of those things. I, I'm, I'm just going to drop where I heard it, um, it was an episode of Astonishing Legends, um, and they were literally talking with this guy named Terry Lovelace, uh, who had this experience. Oh. And, uh, yeah, it's worth going and finding that episode. It's a couple years ago now, but it's worth finding that episode and listening to it. Um, he's written a book, um, and like literally before the episode was over, I had ordered the book. Mm. Wow. And even even reading the book, like I knew what was coming, I knew what was happening, and I was just getting tense because I was like, "Oh God, oh this is the part where oh," and it it it's very weird. Now, to, it's, yeah, did, go ahead. When did we talk about this? Because I've looked at this. You know what? I, it's probably from last podcast. That's probably what it's from. Possibly because I'm I remember looking up this book. Okay, and his face looks very familiar. So I wonder if I saw him on an interview or. It you might have because I think and it this this may have been the part that came up on uh last podcast on the left is that um more recently um this guy Terry Lovelace he's got like a Fitbit or whatever it is yes that he's got or an Apple Watch and so he wears it when he sleeps as well and at like four something in the morning yes it says that he went up six flights of stairs. Yes. Yes. He went up six stories. Um, and you know, he woke up the next morning and he's right there in his bed where he went to bed. And it's like, okay, what, what the flip could account for that? And having a Fitbit myself where, yeah, it definitely can tell like, you know, back when I was at work and I'm on the second floor, if I've gone up and down the stairs, yeah. It's not something you do at four in the morning when you live in a one story house. No. That's really kind of terrifying. Yes. I mean, I would love um, to talk about that. That would be I'm I'm on board with that for sure. Yeah, definitely. Like like if you if you've got time, if you just want something to listen to, go go search up that episode of Astonishing Legends and listen to their interview with him. It's not they're just talking about it. It's not like they read the book and they did some research. They're talking to the guy to which it happened. And it's just nothing compares. To that it really is crazy wow. really really is crazy Wild. yeah <laughs> yeah i really would love to uh to talk about that to give me an excuse to pull the book back out and reread it but it, it literally is like 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 he and and a buddy of his <clears throat> were taken aboard like literally like like a walmart sized ufo Woo. 
like like huge, absolutely massive UFO. Not Sam's Club. Oh, not Sam's Club. No, no, like the, yeah. the full on like Walmart Costco sized. Right. I don't know if they had uh, a limit on toilet paper there. <laughs> That's crazy though. It is. Yeah, totally. Um, so something we're going to do every month, um, and I'm very excited about this because I don't know a lot of other podcasts that are doing this, is we are going to send Seb down into the archives, mm -hmm. and he is going to dig into the old-timey newspapers to unearth a story of high strangeness Yes, and, and regale us with it. So, Seb, what do we have this month? Well, I'll, I'll just say I'm, I'm really excited we're going to be doing this segment. Um, I think over the past 10 to 15 years, there's been hundreds of thousands of pages of historic American newspapers digitized, and a lot of them are keyword searchable online for free, and it's potentially going to open up new avenues of research for, for, for historians, genealogists, and weird folks like us that love the paranormal. Um, and tonight, we're going to talk about a newspaper article from January 25th, 1878, from the Denison Daily News in Texas. Um, but the weird thing is, uh, even though I mentioned this whole digitization thing, this is actually a news article that's actually been known to ufologists for actually many decades. Um, and it's I think pretty significant and I'm going to read it and then um, talk a little bit about why I think it is so significant. Cool. Sounds good. All right. The article title is a strange phenomenon from Mr. John Martin, a farmer who lives some six miles North of the city. We learned the following strange story Tuesday morning while out hunting, his attention was directed to a dark object high up in the Northern sky, the peculiar shape, and the velocity with which the object seemed to approach riveted his attention, and he strained his eyes to discover its character. When first noticed, it appeared to be about the size of an orange, which continued to grow in size. After gazing at it for some time, Mr. Martin became blind from long looking um, and left off viewing it for a time in order to rest his eyes. On resuming his view, the object was almost overhead and had... Um, increased considerably in size and appeared to be going through space at a wonderful speed when directly over him it was about the size of a large saucer and was evidently at a great height mr martin thought that it resembled as well as he could judge at such a distance a balloon which seemed to him to be the most reasonable solution to the strange phenomenon though he is of the opinion that it was possibly some of the heavenly bodies it went as rapidly as it had come and was soon uh, lost to sight in the southern sky. Mr. Martin is a gentleman of undoubted veracity, and this strange occurrence of, if it was not a balloon, deserves the attention of our scientists. Um, love I, it. I love this article for several reasons. I think it's probably the earliest or one of the earliest instances of the word saucer being used to describe unusual aerial phenomenon. Um, but on a deeper level... This is a newspaper article that I always go back to whenever my belief in UFOs veers towards the explanation of some skeptics and doubters who say that it's uh, instances of mass hysteria, that people aren't really seeing unusual things in the sky. And let me give you an example of what I'm talking about. So obviously we're all familiar with the famous Kenneth Arnold UFO sighting in mm -hmm. 1947. Um, to summarize, he was flying a private plane in Washington State, saw some 
UFOs. It got picked up in the newspapers. Um, the term flying saucer was coined in these headlines. And lots of witnesses around the country started seeing saucer-shaped craft in the sky. I mean, it basically kicked off the modern UFO um, era, in a sense. Um, and I am never closer to accepting the mundane mass hysteria story as much as I am when I think about the Kenneth Arnold sighting. Because the thing about the Kenneth Arnold sighting is that he never said the, she, the, the UFOs he saw were saucer-shaped. He said that they were crescent-shaped. Mm-hmm. He used the word saucer to describe not the shape of the craft, but the way that they would fly erratically and almost skip over water as if you were throwing a saucer over like a lake mm-hmm. and it would skip on the water. And for to my mind, it seems so unlikely that crescent-shaped UFOs would come to this planet. There would be a newspaper headline describing them as flying saucers. And then a whole backup fleet of additional craft shaped like saucers would conveniently show up and people would see those. Like in my mind, I, I, I think about that fact and I think about that fact and I, it, in my mind, I'm like, there are no UFOs. It is just mass hysteria. That's, that's what gets me. And then what I do is I go back to this article and I, I remind myself that here's an article that a person is describing a UFO in the shape of a saucer and and obviously this person is not being impacted by social contagion. I mean, this is an incident almost 70 years before the Kenneth Arnold sighting. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so this is the thing that restores my faith in there are weird things in the sky. Some of them are shaped like saucers. You know what I mean? Um, and I, I think it, it also gets at how I think the UFO mystery is even stranger than we might think. Because I've seen countless television documentaries where Someone says, you know, UFOs started showing up in the Western United States just a few years after the first atomic bomb was exploded in the same area of the planet, you know? And it, it makes sense to me. It's like, okay, well, maybe aliens want to check up on the savages in the neighborhood because they figured out how to split the atom, right? And here we have, you know, if we take this John Martin story at face value, here we have an unusual saucer-shaped craft visiting the American West, you know, 70 over over almost 70 years before the first atomic bomb was exploded so yeah. i think it, it just it just increases the weird factor too you know what i mean anyway i just yeah. it's just an article that i just absolutely adore and love. i mean but, uh, oh yeah absolutely i think for me uh the the weirdest line here is that he, he thought it was uh, possibly some of the heavenly bodies and i wonder which heavenly bodies it was was it sweet stan lane was it beautiful Bobby Eaton? Was it Jimmy Del Rey? <laughs> Who was it? Which one? Inquiring minds want to know. Ladies and gentlemen, the former John has gotten the wrestling reference in tonight. Nailed it. Good night, everybody. But no, seriously, this is so... First of all, um, this is such a great research tool. I loaded this up and went, this is absolutely amazing. And I mean... Yeah, what, 1878? What? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I think the thing also um, I would like to know, weirdly enough, next to the title of the article, there is a check mark, Mm -hmm. which is very strange. And I also wonder, I I might just go through this paper and see if any other, what else was going on around that area? Because maybe they weren't there to uh, check out on on, us. old john martin the farmer (laughs) so that's very interesting 
Yeah, and even this, I mean, 1878, I mean, we're we're predating the the great airship flap of 1896-1897 by almost 20 years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so and I think 1870 I, we definitely had hot air balloons mm-hmm. by this point in history. We definitely did not have planes. Uh-uh. You know, we as humanity definitely didn't have spaceships of any kind. You know, we didn't have helicopters. You know, so so yeah, this is this is really fascinating read. Um, and John, I'm glad that you made the wrestling reference because I almost think that I should put you in charge of an episode at some point because I I see so many uh, connections between wrestlers and the weird. Oh yeah, I mean we could do an entire episode on Kevin Sullivan and his occult practices that's for sure it's it's very it's very kind of fascinating to me because it's not it's not two topics i would have thought were all that close yeah Uh, yeah it is yeah it's 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 weird i'm also i just did a quick google search of major events that happened in 1878 in texas uh not nothing that great I would have to do a deeper dive to uh, to figure out if they were checking in on something else. Interesting. Yeah. There's a whole. There's a whole fascinating. I love the the intersection of the paranormal and the old west. I mean, you, I mean, the, the the obvious thing is um, Mac Brazel, the guy that you know supposedly found the Roswell wreckage. I mean, his I think his uncle was put on trial for um, murdering Pat Garrett, who shot Billy the Kid. You know, it's like this crazy like. Like the time span is so close to each other, you know what I mean? It's weird to think that you know you had cowboys and then you had UFOs basically in the same uh, kind of vista or whatever. Yeah. Um, but thank you guys. I'm, I'm hopefully uh, you know gonna dig up some more gems uh, from the old newspapers and we can bust them out and talk about them and stuff like that. And it's fun to think that uh, um, you know these are these are events that aren't necessarily the creation of modern or 20th century minds. I guess you know. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Absolutely. I think. I, I know a lot of people, like you said, you know, they, they, they point at the first atomic bomb as like something that drew that attention. But I, I think there's lots of evidence around um, to show that, that, you know, whatever it is, it's been happening on our planet longer than just the 1940s. Well, my, I have no evidence or proof of this, but my belief of, the, what Mr. Martin saw in the skies of Texas, I think it was a time vehicle from the distant future, and they were aiming towards 1947 or 19 the 1940s, you know, the atomic era, and they just got it wrong. And they, and they, they <laughs> and they realized, oops, you know, and then they, you know, hit their buttons and went on their. So they, they piloted it about as well as the doctor pilots the TARDIS. I see what you're saying. <laughs> I, I I mean it's. <clears throat> the three of us are all intimately familiar, I'm sure, with the, the numerous occasions of UFOs that appear to be, you know, deactivating nuclear missile silos and stuff like that. Yeah, yep. I'm, I'm convinced that humans far in the future, I, there was some sort of nuclear holocaust. They eventually, their technology got to the point where they realized, you know what, we really messed things up when we had that third world war. We need to go and fix that. You know, and, you know, necessarily by default, change our own timeline and we will cease to exist. But humanity would be be better for it. You know, I think the federal government knows this. And I think that they can say without lying that there are no aliens because they know it's not. It's just us from, you know, 
many, many centuries in the future. But anyway, I digress. No, you don't have to digress. That's a very interesting yeah, thought. Our time it, travel episode is going to be wild. Yeah, no. Oh, man. Can you imagine us just plopping down to me like, hey, John Teeter. <laughs> there you go. Oh, that, that'll be a fun one. Yeah. yeah, time travel will be interesting. The chronovisor, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Look, I, I'm just going to say it in in the in the immortal words of Mr. John E. L. Tenney, who is a, a fascinating human being. What you think is weird is weirder than you think, mm. and that is very true. That is very very true. Oh yeah. Um. Wow. Yeah, man. So many other things. Is there is there anything else we want to touch on this evening? Well, I'd just like to say to the audience, I hope that you've enjoyed the journey. I hope you continue to journey with us as we go further into some of these topics. Thank you for listening. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. I think that this is, like we said, a long time coming. I think this is going to be a lot of fun. And look, anytime I can get an 80s wrestling reference into a podcast, I'm good to go. (laughs) Yeah, John is set. And well, I guess that's it for this month, everyone. Thank you for joining us on this adventure into the weirdness that surrounds us every day. If you have an experience that you want to share with us, or if you have questions for us, email us, please, at allnightgeeks at gmail.com. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at allnightgeeks. You can follow me at UFO. You can follow Seb at Clan McMuffin. And you can follow John at JP Thrice. Hey, subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts, Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, probably some I can't even think of right now. And be sure to rate and review us as well. Just as importantly, please share us with your friends. Word of mouth goes a long way to spread the love around. And we'd appreciate it if you tell at least one friend about the podcast. Big thanks again to the Ghoulies for letting us use Hot Rods from Outer Space from the album Midnight in America as our intro and outro music. It's a fantastic album. I'll be honest. They've even got Art Bell samples and Number Station samples in there. So go check it out. Give them a follow on social media. Hit them up at theghouliesdenver.bandcamp.com to buy their music. Um, not only that, we have got merch coming. Um, I meant to have it ready, but hey, it's been a rough week. Um, that's going to be up at notlg.spreadshirt.com. That's right, shirts, buttons, maybe even stickers. So go check that out. And huge thanks to Kate, the steam-powered mouse, for doing the show's artwork. Obviously, we're still in a pandemic, so it's important to help out local artists and businesses. Support them first. Um, but if you also want to throw a few bones our way, you can do that over at patreon.com slash notlg. Uh, So that's it for us this month. We will catch you next month. And in the meantime, get out and find something weird. Good night. I always like to log on to things early because my computer was made in North Korea. It's half made out of wood, actually. So it's kind of. Oh, wow.